0: We are straight talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what
1: you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. Come along for the ride
0: and join us as we travel to bring you thought provoking subjects and women who inspire and strive to make a difference in the world. Hello, today we have Julie Caraccio, and Julie is an award winning professional life organizer, author, and certified life coach who works with clients in clearing clutter in all areas of their lives. Getting organized and becoming more mindful is Julie's expertise. Based in Raleigh, North Carolina, she works with clients worldwide. She hosts the popular self-help podcast, Clearing the Clutter, Inside and
1: Out. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, Julie, you know, this is your Jamie. This is a subject so near and dear to my heart because I've been an image consultant for the past 15 years. and I've been working with women in their closets and... Um, and about eight years ago, my husband and I downsized from a 5,000-square-foot home into a tour bus. So, uh, Lana and I actually had a show a few weeks ago called The Upside of Downsizing, where we discussed decluttering and purging and, you know, for people considering downsizing in, in, in with their living situation. So, we're so thrilled today to have a fellow expert on the show to continue the conversation. So, welcome.
2: Thank you. And that's impressive. I mean, seriously, going from 5,000 square feet to... Uh uh um, eight hundred or something like that. I mean, that that's huge. But that, I bet you really feel good after you purged all that, and you really found out this is what's essential, this is what's important, and it makes life so much easier. It has changed our life dramatically. Um Our weekends aren't cleaning out
1: clutters and mowing the lawn anymore. It's getting on our bikes and hiking and finding new things to do, but it's much more than that. But we did a show on that before. We're going to talk about your philosophy today. Fantastic. Yes,
0: and. And Julie, I happen to have done a similar thing from a huge house down to a smaller house. And you're right. It is an amazing and freeing feeling. And I wanted to talk about, you know, we we heard you say that when you organize and clear clutter, you can also heal your life. Why don't you explain a little bit about what you mean by this?
2: Well, I'm a little different from most professional organizers and I consider myself a life organizer. So whatever's going on in the inside is reflected in the outside of your life. And so as you clear your clutter, your physical clutter, that allows you to examine mental, emotional, spiritual. Perhaps there's clutter in your health or relationships. And so it's about looking at it holistically and allowing yourself to heal. I'll give you an example. I worked with a client who is in town and her mother, every time she came come over, her mother would complain. Your house looks like a mess. is blah, 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 blah. So when we cleared the clutter, that helped heal the relationship because her mother was like, wow, this looks fantastic. And simply by clearing that physical clutter. Or another example is I have a client and she had been married, was a newlywed. They were older and on second marriages, but they'd only married been married about a year. And the dining room table was completely covered with clutter. And once they cleared that, they were able to have dinner and connect again. Like that had been missing from their marriage. And so just, and that's just two quick examples from physical clutter. We've talked about clutter in other areas, but that's how it can help heal your life.
0: Well, you know, that kind of goes into my next question I had for you, which is, you know, when you did start to see this shift and you, with your clients, I was just curious, How long did it kind of take you to put two and two together?
2: You know, it was prior to doing my podcast, I did a show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, which I love the name so much, I made it my business. And after, and I did it for almost weekly for about three and a half years and kept learning all these things. And I had this aha moment then, and it was married with this aha moment with a client. And she said, can we just talk? So I walked in there to clear her physical clutter and organize her and she said, can we talk? I said, absolutely, you're the client. We do what you <laughs> desire. And within a couple hours, she had brought up being abused as a kid. All this stuff came up for her. And, you know, I believe we have the answers within, and it's my job to serve as a sounding board and help provide solution. So after that, we spent half hour, 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 clearing the physical clutter and getting organized, but that was her roadblock that allowed her to move forward. So those two things, that was the big aha. I'm like, you need to bring in more coaching aspects of what you're doing because this is powerful stuff. So that's kind of how it started. Well, and let's is talk, that-
1: oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, let's talk about that a little bit because um, you say you're unique in what you do. And it sounds like you're unique in the clients that you work with. Tell us about how you you find the perfect fit in, the, in a client that's going to fit with you?
2: I think it's super important. This is advice. If you don't work with me, that's okay. I want you to find the right person for you. And I think personality fit, philosophy fit is so important. And I have to be honest, I'm a very spiritual person. And so that's where I spend all my extra money on. And what I've learned to do more is relax into the flow of life. So I trust that the right person, clients will find me. And one thing is I do is I offer a free 15, 20-minute consultation because I'm going to know intuitively. I'm going to hear what's going on in your life, where are challenged, and I'll know intuitively if I'm a fit. And I also go into a lot of detail on my website, and I want you to have the opportunity to talk and understand me and get my vibe so we make sure that we're a good fit. Because I think a mistake that women tend to make more than men when they start out in business. And I'll have been in business 10 years next year is we want to be everything to everyone. We want to tend to want to please everyone when we can't. We simply can't. And it's about sharing our gifts and finding the right fit for us so that we can support people. Because if we're not the right fit, we want to help them find who is. And so understanding, you know what, I'm going to accept that the right clients will find me and I'm going to do my due diligence and then relax into the flow and let that come.
0: So I have a question for you. Um, When you work with people and you've been doing it for all these years, what what room, or I should say, what space seems to be the most difficult for people to wrap their head around and really
2: declutter? I would say memories. And and so that really isn't with a specific room because we make the mistake of thinking, my memory is in this object, whereas the memory is in our mind and it's in our heart. So when we can learn that and kind of switch our thinking, we know, you know what, I can save some memories. And I'm not all about being a minimalist and throwing everything out. You should surround yourself with what brings you joy. And so you say, okay, I'm going to have find things that really are wonderful to me and know that I still have the memories. I think that's where people are most challenged.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a storage unit that's full of my big plastic uh, waterproof boxes. But guess what's in there? All my memories, all my memorabilia with my children. But you know, I keep I keep it right now. But it is in my it is in my sight to go through it and really just kind of really whittle it down because. I, I do believe, I do agree with you, and I and I know that what I've got in my heart and my head is all that really matters. I mean, no one's even looking at all those photos or anything, anyway.
2: Now, see, I would encourage you to have your kids. How old are your children?
0: Yes, well, thirty and soon to be thirty and twenty-six. So, no, oh, no, no,
2: is- no, we're clearing that storage unit. We're bringing the kids <laughs> down, and we are having Dude. them decide. Soon. Well, one of them's we'll getting say. married.
0: One of them's getting married soon because we've threatened it already, but it hasn't mm-hmm. just been just the right time. Cause everybody's been kind of in flux, including myself. I don't really have the time right now to go mm-hmm. through it, but yes, that is the next step. And I would agree soon. It becomes their stuff. If they want to keep it great, won't hurt my feelings if they don't, but I would agree with you 100%.
2: I'd also it, like to go ahead. I was going to add something here yes, that I please. found So I've worked with clients who have held on to things like, for example, their parents have died and they have a basement full of stuff that they've never looked at. And I say this, but it's something I believe with my heart and soul. Trust when people have passed on that they want you to be happy. They've left their earthly burdens. And if it's not important to you, let it go. They are not going to be angry on the other side that you let go of something that wasn't important to you. And Because I see people struggle. They think they're disrespecting their parents or they're doing something wrong. You know, if it's important, ask other members of the family if it's something they'd like, if it's considered an heirloom. If no one steps up, you know, give it away, sell it, donate, do something. But when people have have left Earth, their spirit's happy, it's free, and they want that for you too. I can't agree more with
1: you. And going back to the storage unit question, um again, because I did this thing, same thing as Lana did. I had three storage units mm-hmm. that we paid on for, I don't even want to admit, six years. Mm-hmm. It was quite a bit of money until we finally just said, that's it. We had to cut the cable and um, we finally got rid of all of it. And we, it was the most freeing thing. I mean, that monthly bill was really a wearing on you because mm-hmm. you're thinking, how am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? What? You know, it's just, it's just a very draining thing to have a lot of stuff.
2: It is, and it drains, whether or not you're aware of it, it's draining you mentally, and I would argue emotionally and spiritually as well. And you're not alone. There are statistics, and I I don't want to quote the wrong thing, but I was amazed at how many storage units we have in this country. I mean, it was something like the square footage could cover every American for the roofing or something, and here in Raleigh, where I live, they just built a huge storage unit next to a huge storage unit. (laughs) <laughs> and I just was like, "Wow, is there really that much of a need, but there is, And you know when you've I've watched those storage wars a couple of times, and a lot of times it's junk, yeah, they occasionally get the really groovy thing that they can sell, but a lot of it's stuff we don't even care about, and we're paying for that monthly. I don't know about you, I'd rather get my hair done, go to the spa. I can think of a thousand things I'd want to spend my money on, yeah
0: no doubt it's, no it's doubt. quite
2: expensive,
0: it's quite <laughs>
2: expensive so
0: yeah ours is probably at thirty five hundred dollars a year right now. I believe that you know and that and we talk about it and we we keep actually going over and going through it, and it's whittled down. We had three as well, and we've whittled it down to one good job the downsizing. however, when you're an entrepreneur and you have to keep your all of your uh files for a certain amount of years, and my husband's the king entrepreneur. A lot of that stuff, he just can't get rid of. But anyway, we are going to do that. But back to your, you were speaking about, you tell people to either give it away or sell it. Do you have a recommendation that's better than another as far as giving it away or selling it?
2: No, it's really what, it's up to the individual. And what I say to my clients is, do you want peace of mind or do you need to make money? Do you want to save time? What is most important for you right now? If it's peace of mind, donate it. If you're like, you know what, I need to make some cash, then sell it. Or I need the tax write-off and donate it. I would ask in that moment, what do you need the most of?
0: Yeah, I don't think everyone realizes that you can donate it and get a receipt and you can use that towards your your taxes as a a write-off, which is great, definitely. Well, I was curious too, have you ever had a client who just could not get through it they just could not really let go and declutter
2: to a certain extent I worked with a client and it and it's really interesting because every time I work with someone it helps me uh, evolve my skills and she didn't want to listen to what I had to say which was fine and and I did what she wanted but she could only go so far and so I would kind of equate it to getting the job half done And it's my hope that when I work with someone, we just do it. And and I'm not saying that means get rid of everything because I believe it's a process. I've worked with people on their entire homes and they'd be fighting with me at the beginning and at the end would be emailing me, guess what, I cleared clutter without you this week. And so most people can make that transition, but not everyone can. And this woman was where she was. There was no right or wrong or good or bad about this. But, you know, then it's my job to explain, okay, we've only gone so far, so we don't have a complete job here. And she also had a situation where, you know, there were books and everything under the beds. It was what I'd call hidden clutter. But if you were to open a closet, everything would come crashing down. So her husband wasn't willing to let things go. So you had that. And I think that also um, held her up. And the thing that was interesting, she did something really wonderful where she would throughout the year buy gifts for her niece, whatever was in or the latest and greatest. But, you know, at the same time as having a conversation with me that she's worried about retirement, and then my suggestion is, well, they're in their 20s. You can stop that now. You can come up with a day to spend. You know, there are all these other options do and didn't want to do that. And again, that's okay, but that's about being aware and taking action. You're aware that you're concerned about retirement and here are these suggestions for action and you're choosing not to do anything, which again, I, there's no judgment here, but be aware of that.
1: Yeah. So speaking to that, are you, do you find that there's um, new habits involved? Someone has worked with you. What, what kind of habits can they put into place?
2: Well, one of the things it would, depending on what we're doing is being aware. Okay. I like to call it your clutter kryptonite. For me, my clutter kryptonite is makeup samples. Ugh, I'm going to get rid of wrinkle. Give me a sample of that or leopard print. Now, I know what looks good on me, so I don't go completely crazy with the leopard print. But if I'm out and about, I have to be like, okay, don't get the makeup samples. Have you decluttered? (laughs) And so it's... Being aware of the clutter kryptonite. So if you know it's books that you like to read, being aware, am I buying the book? Can I get it at the library? And things like substituting healthy habits. If you shop online or shop at the store because you're anxious or you just got in a fight with your husband and that's the way you deal with it, well, let's put in a new habit that we can do. Taking 10 deep breaths, going for a walk, going outside and hugging a tree and having a healthier habit.
0: Don't you find really... Whenever you're working with people, and especially in a personal way, whether it be you're in their home, you're with them, you're dealing with them, with their family, you really do use a lot of psychology. I know I have to use a lot of psychology in my business.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier... I want to be that sounding board because so many times there are a lot of people out there that don't have anyone to talk to, that don't have a close friend or don't have anyone that's physically there for them. And one of my skills is I don't judge. I I really don't. You know, it's, I've had people bring up things like abuse. I've had sex toys come up. You know, live your life. Do you? I don't judge it. And so, but there are people, and you can understand it. Society judges us, our friends judge us. We have all this judgment around. And so, it's really important for people to have a space where they're not judged. And so, it's again reflecting back, saying, okay, this is what's going on. Here are some suggestions. What do you think? And having a dialogue.
1: Can you give us an example of uh, some exercises that you could do to possibly, you know, decipher what should stay and what should go? Like, you know, one of the things, I, just for instance, one of the things I used with my clients, because I, I was helping them with their closet, with their clothes, right. I found if they actually touched the piece of clothing, it was much harder for them to let go. Interesting. The- yes. So I wouldn't let them touch anything. <laughs> You're quite- <laughs>
2: You're not allowed to touch anything. (laughs) They could try it on, but (laughs) that was about it. Well, and what I encourage, so if you're going through it, first of all, decide on one room or area and don't move on until you've completed that. And so do you need it? Ask yourself these questions. Do you use it? Do you love it? Like you are an image consultant. If you don't feel like a million bucks, like I love this shirt, it's flowy. It's in one of my favorite colors. If you don't feel great in it, why are you keeping it? And could someone else get better use? You know, I have this shirt that I've never worn with the tags still on it. Maybe someone at a battered women's shelter would get a lot more use than I currently would. And so working on pushing yourself, asking those questions, and then being really honest. And no maybes, try to avoid the maybe pile because the maybe pile becomes I'm not going to get rid of it pile. And if you're really challenged... Box it up and mark a date and check it in six months. And if you haven't gone to look at anything in the box, release it.
0: Yeah, it just goes in that box with a label on it in that darn storage unit again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you don't, but then you say a rule and you're going to abide by it. If I haven't had to go retrieve or use anything in the box, I donate it to Goodwill. Bam, it's done. Well, so,
0: so let's talk about the fact that you have helped all these people for the past 10 years, and now you've decided to, or you have a course and that you offer for people. What made you decide that this was a possibly a good way to go about teaching, and, and
2: how is it working out? Well, one, I'm going for world dominance. So, you know, you've got to start in any way that you can. But truthfully, it was, I think as a, if you're going to have your own business, you need to be able to adapt. Blockbuster is a great example. They didn't adapt. Now they're out of business. So one, I'd like to reach more people. I want to reach people at, at different budgets because not everyone can afford to have a professional organizer. And truthfully, the real reason that drives me is when we clear our clutter, we can share our gifts with the world. And I really want to see our world change And because right now we've got a lot of stuff going on. But if you've cleared your clutter, you're happy and you're sharing your gifts with the world. And when you do that, you give someone else, you show them and give them permission to share their gifts. So I wanted something that it's very basic, very broken down into manageable steps because I want people to be able to succeed. And if you have a lot of clutter in your life, then you become overwhelmed. And so it's really to make it easier for people. So Julie, do you have a daily habit that that you use to keep yourself organized and decluttered? I do, and it's very basic and it's not some huge aha moment, but I put everything back. If I use it, I put it back in its home. And then the other this will go into more mental clutter, but I have a mindfulness practice that I do every single day. And I encourage someone, any everyone, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's meditation, find a mindfulness practice and give yourself that gift every single day. Yes, we, we agree
0: with that. We're right, yeah, we're right on board with you on that. And as a matter of fact, we are coming out with a journal, a Ladies Ro- Roadmap Journal, that is really a guide to help women's manifest their intention, and we're going to help them learn how to do that. Jamie's the best manifester on the planet, and uh, I'm right there behind her.
2: There you go. (laughs) We're
1: a good team. Julie, is there any uh, women that has inspired you or any, you know,
2: who's inspired you? Is there any books? I would say for women, I was inspired by my grandmother. My grandmother, Seibert, who was my father's mother, I'll never forget. I was moving out to California. I was in my late 20s. And, you know, I, the family member that everyone thinks has lost their mind and multiple times throughout my life. And I said, well, you know, my cousin, he's got this bank job. And she's like, you're not your cousin. Go live your life. Be who you are. And she was one of the first female attorneys in West Virginia and the first attorney in in my hometown. And so she, was breaking barriers and she was awesome. And the other thing I loved about her is she lifted other women up. When another attorney would come into town, she didn't see the female attorney's competition. She's like, here's what I've learned. Here's how we can all find success. So I was very inspired by her. One other inspiration was a woman named Sybil Rhodes, who was like a second mother to me. Sybil was born to a sharecropper and had the richest life of anyone I ever knew. Went and worked on a kibbutz when she was 60. Just phenomenal and loved life and lived it every day. As far as books, I would recommend everyone the short book read um, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. This is basic stuff, but it's profound and life-changing. So
0: you have to be sure to tune into our show, Julie, this week because we have interviewed... Uh, a Dr. Kate Dow, who studied under Don Ruiz for eight years, and she was amazing. So everyone's going to get the pleasure of hearing her uh, this Friday. And we didn't pay Julie to talk about it.
2: Yeah. No, gosh, no. No, all my my passions. You know, it's
1: funny that that book, The Four Agreements, has has come up so many times in uh, in other podcasts we've listened to in our podcast. So it's a good book and it's a short, easy read. Get it at the library.
0: Jamie, why don't you also ask Julie real quick about what her feelings are about the Tidy Up book that you love so much?
2: Oh yeah, the Marie Kondo book, The Art of Tidying Up. I have not read that. Well, Now what's interesting is she debuted her book the same month I debuted the podcast. And, and what I believe, I believe we have this universal stuff going on because she talks about joy and the tagline of my podcast is finding joy and happiness or something like that. So I've not read it. It's great that it's helped a lot of people. I, it doesn't work for everyone though. And that's no. another thing that I want to bring up. Find what works for you. Because it's great that she has helped all these people, but I've had clients that doesn't work for them. So yeah, I, I don't know if it out what works
0: for me. I, yeah, I'm not sure that I would be that, that meticulous. But even to Jamie said, there were just bits and pieces of it that she used and other parts that didn't work for her. She just let go.
1: You know, I do like to talk one more thing um, that Julie mentioned to us before we were on the air. And this is important where as women business owners, that we are out here to support each other and to Lift up everybody. And I know that is your philosophy. So, can
2: you speak to that a little bit? I think that it's so important. You know, women are paid what we're 60 cents on the dollar. As small business owners, I think it's still more of a challenge, unfortunately, for women. So, we need to get behind one another. So, find out if it's a women owned business and put your dollars there. Don't just talk about it. And Don't get jealous of someone's success. Raise them up or say, how did you do that? Because I'd like to succeed. And, you know, we're not competition. Like, I'm not the right organizer, coach for everyone. And if I can refer it out, then I can. But do that and, and support one another. I had a great little thing I posted on Instagram the other day that said, be the woman that adjusts the crown and doesn't tell the world that you did it. And that's what we need more of supporting one another and loving one another and understanding we're each unique and there's abundance and enough for all of us.
0: Well, and we really feel that that's really happening and we we just went to a big conference, and the support and for for one another was palatable so so it's it's happening and we we're we're all part of that group, and that's why we're doing these podcasts and lifting one another up and we so appreciate you being on the show. Tell us how people can find your course and find you
2: thank you and I'm so thrilled that you guys are doing this and targeting women over 40. I think that that's so important. So if you just go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, you'll see how to connect with me on social media, link for the podcast, and you can find out more about the course there.
1: That would be great. We'll have all those links also included in our show notes at ladiesroadmap.com. So once again, thank you, Julie. You're just, you're doing great work. Uh, We love your philosophy and we are honored to have you as a guest.
2: Thank you so much.
0: One more thing before we go. Ladies, do you have friends or family that have never listened to a podcast, don't know what one is, and certainly need help downloading? Joe Jamie's put together a fabulous quick tutorial on our website
1: explaining what a podcast is and how to download. Just go to our website, ladiesroadmap.com, and go to the podcast page, and it's right at the top. Thank you for spreading the word about Ladies Roadmap. Thank you for
0: listening to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else we would love to hear from you? Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com.
0: And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between.